0: So we're back again, Germany uh, podcast, episode three. We're having a great day at Hamlin University. Um, my name is Scott.
1: I'm Blaine. I'm Sarah. I'm Bee.
0: Today we will be doing a comparative podcast or more so conversation between Germany and the U.S., particularly the criminal justice system. So what an interesting topic on a beautiful day to discuss.
1: Um, yeah very. So um, to start things off, let's have a look at the pretrial phase. So um, one cool thing that I like um, found during my research is that uh, in order for like a prosecutor to hold a suspect in pretrial detention, um, the suspect has to be arrested and brought before a judge and have a hearing. So in order for that to happen, uh, the suspect has to have a hearing in front of a judge um, by the end of the day that they um, are arrested, which is a little different than ours in a way that, like, say, if you were arrested on a Friday, you're not going to have your hearing until a Monday. But they do this to, like, um, ensure uh, trials that are speedy and continuous. Um, They also do this thing where they, uh, in order to have a speedy trial, is that they can't have a trial that's over. Um, three weeks, and so if it's over three weeks, they actually have to start all the way from the beginning, which I thought would be kind of um, like a lot of work. But
2: along with that, if a person's is arrested, um, if the prosecutor doesn't find enough evidence to like convict a person of a crime, the case is automatically dropped. If the judge thinks that there's not enough evidence for a crime that shows that a crime is committed, the cases also drop, which is a lot different from U.S. Within that day.
0: Yeah, so it looks like the judge has a lot of power here. That's
2: yeah, they
1: do, and actually, um, in criminal trials, uh, they like the trials can be in front of one to five judges, depending on um, how serious the crime is.
0: That's interesting and there's no jury is that correct too as well
1: uh yes So no, they depends. they don't have juries but they have this thing called um lay persons that are used
0: yes tell us more oh They're, okay
2: they are like not judges and they have are no like criminal not no influence in the law they just like watches the jury the yeah. trial with the uh, the judges
1: yeah, so they're not allowed, they're actually like specifically not allowed to have any background in law. Mm-hmm. And they have to be German citizens um, older than 25 but still younger than 70. And so they're basically supposed to kind of, um, they're involved in the proceedings so they have influence and participation, but it's limited. And so it's usually the um, proceeding judge that conducts the majority of the trial. So he kind of determines like sequence of uh, proof, the sequence proof that mm-hmm. is taken in, um, and the responsibility for the completeness of evidence and um, the witnesses and the defendant. So on a, the judge actually have like a lot of power, which is very different than here. Um, they also uh, are.
2: They are also up, up. <laughs> are able to appear within a week, and they're not, like, satisfied with their, like, judgment. And there's two different types of appeals. One is, like, going through a full trial again. Another one is just, like, going through the legal experts of so what is, like, wrong, what happened during a trial that wasn't legal, and what did go wrong, so they get in trial. Yeah, and there's actually... um
1: no plea deal no pleas Please. um in, yeah in germany uh it's basically if you're plead guilty there'll be a trial
2: there could be a, there's there, even though you plead guilty there'll be a trial still you can yeah. still be convicted yeah and then there's no like what's it um
1: yeah there's so there's no plea bargain so it's like, kind of different than what we have here, where our system really relies on plea bargainings um, just to help
3: us with the caseloads that we have. Yeah, well, one of the reasons that I found for a lack of plea bargaining is that litigation costs in Germany are relatively low, oh. especially compared to the US. But, however, like the US, the person who loses in trial still pays, they pay the court costs and the attorney fees.
0: Uh. Yeah, this going off that, you know, statistics indicate the number of serious crimes reported to the police per 100,000 persons is much higher in the United States than in Germany. M- murders, forcible rapes, and robberies, felony assaults are reported in the United States for every one in Germany. So there's a lot of those. Sorry, it was five for each of those. So five murders rapes, three or four robberies reported for every one in Germany. So about like five times the amount, which is interesting. For property crimes, difference is much smaller, but still significant. About one and a half times as many uh, burglaries. Two and a half times as many auto thefts and arsons, and twice as many drug offenses are reported in the United States. So that's also, you know, a variable as well. Um, And you guys have any other Guess research and for like you know crime or so just you know comparative wise. I know that's definitely factors into you know litigations costs are you know much cheaper in Germany, um, not as much crime.
1: Um, well, it's not really um, about the crime, but I did find that um, German prosecutors are supposed to be neutral actors. So, they're actually legally bound to find both incriminating, um, evidence against the defendant as well as evidence that may exonerate them. Um, which is like completely different than ours, which is, um, kind of brings up the question: like, does this help their? Would this help their clients? Like, or like the trust, like between the attorney and the client,
3: which is so important. Um, What do you guys think? I think that would definitely serve to decrease the trust between um, the attorney and the client since they are bound to find, like, when your lawyer is bound to find evidence against you, you know, that definitely doesn't help your relationship, but it might help, like, the process as a whole, having everyone looking for all the evidence possible, trying to... Have just proceedings and get the right outcome.
2: So, did you do you guys know if like both the prosecutor and the uh, uh, defense attorneys like like give out like tell each other the information what they find like in America? Like, um, so there will be no surprises in court.
1: I'm not sure. I feel as though they still, I don't think they would actually, I feel like they would have like some sort of like conversations, like how we have here, like the discoveries where they exchange evidence Mm -hmm. and stuff, but I don't think that they would go as far as like um, information, like things that could incriminate their own clients. Um, Yeah, but I do know they also, like the defendant is also not recognized as a witness, so yeah, so the defendant isn't required to tell the truth and has the right to remain silent in order to like avoid incriminating themselves. Um, but the expert witnesses in um, in German courts actually act as neutral participants. Therefore, like it's the presiding judge who appoints the expert witnesses. It's not um, the defendant, um, the defense or the prosecutors that bring in the, their own expert witnesses. But they say that there is bias some people complain that there's bias because um whoever the prosecutor and the police however have like a strong influence on the selection of the expert witness so so it's kind of like um the they're gonna the witness is gonna favor the party that's responsible for bringing them in even though they're supposed to be like um they're supposed to be
3: neutral i guess along with um like, during the trial phase and finding evidence. The exclusionary rule, it's a lot less fleshed out in Germany, um, whereas in the United States there are specific rules, like, you can't use evidence that was illegally obtained, yeah. In Germany, they have, they put a lot, a strong focus on the privacy of the individual person so they do say that one of the laws in trial procedure states that the dignity of man is inviolable so like they have a strong emphasis on protecting individual privacies and rights however in determining whether or not evidence violates that and if it's important enough they have two Kind of determining principles one is the rule of law or the due process the other is the principle of proportionality and if either of those factors are defective evidence will probably be excluded so if you don't go through due process or the rule of proportionality your evidence is probably going to be excluded.
1: They actually. They also have like um, Germany also has this thing where, um, like the due process going off of what you said, um, that the in order for a um suspect to be t- detained, there has to be responsible suspicion that the person has committed a crime, and that should he not be detained, um, the criminal process and evidence would be compromised. So, I don't know if they would consider it as like as much as we have it, where it's like, um. It's like a lot of um suspicion when they're <laughs> a probable
0: cause or
1: not? yeah yeah, like more probable cause that's what I meant, so they have like that similarity too, um, also when they have interrogations, um, they have this thing i thought it was like I thought it was really cool that at the time of defen- uh, at detention, the suspect's relatives have to be informed that the suspect um like in jail or in detention, which I thought was um really nice.
0: Very and nice. Yeah, yeah. so Consider like
1: Yeah, so they like the family knows what's going on and like oh that they might need help. Um unlike here I believe that we don't do that. You don't do
0: that. You get like the one call. Yeah.
1: Basically.
0: So they just do they still get the one call or is that just type of their thing? Just, you know, I d-
1: I think they let the they do all the work cuz they let okay. the family know that the suspects in detention and they also um um like let the accused person's lawyer know that like oh mm-hmm. we're going to um interrogate them th- this time and place and if they want they have they can come cuz they have the right um to uh be present during the interrogation. So I feel like Germany's system is much more considered of their like of the suspects and like the people being accused they kind of give them a chance to um,
2: defend themselves in a way. So, if a person claims the insanity defense, what happens? Yes, no? That's a good question.
0: Yeah, um, great question. I'm glad you raised that up. Um, I, I don't know you may have stumped us with that one, yeah. you know, we might have to recourse and maybe come back to that later. You know, nothing arises, or we can just, you know, keep it moving. But yeah, great question. Um, yeah, I did see also another thing to kind of throw out there as well that you know, harsher sentences in the U.S. compared to Germany. Um, just, I don't know, which is interesting. I'm not sure where I was going with that, but so I, I was going somewhere, but I just lost my train of thought. So, blame you and help me pick it up here.
1: Um, okay, so you 're saying that the u s has harsher sentences,
0: yeah, so from what I gathered, the punishment handed out by the u s courts mm-hmm. is generally harsher than then, in germany yeah uh,
1: that 's interesting because um you would assume since it 's harsher here that there would people would kind of you know not do the crime as much because they like they know the consequence, yet as you said earlier there 's still um like we still have much more crimes committed here than Germany. So do you guys think that like the harsher crimes is actually doing any us doing us any good? Yeah. I mean, because obviously Germany's as you said it was like for one crime there it's like five years for some of the crimes. Yeah, for a
0: lot of the, the more serious crimes. Yeah. So it kinda suggests that it doesn't work as a deterrent. They uh-huh. used to do, you know, kinda like the public executions and things like that. You know, in as German? like no, just oh. like it's like in the US or just throughout. Yeah, yeah. You know, just
1: kind of serving as an
0: example yeah just I guess like isn't it deterrent and then there's not a lot of studies done to kind of show that there's you know there's a deterrent or it rehabilitates people or so you know there's not a science involved that a crime equates to a certain amount of time of punishment or so so it seems almost like arbitrary seems I don't know it's just interesting versus this approach towards punishment and rehabilitation or so when you're convicting someone. Um, yeah,
1: that's really interesting. Um, so what did you guys find very, like, I shouldn't say interesting so much or um, surprising doing your research? Because there's a lot of similarities I feel like, but there are also differences that like, there's not as much, but they're like enough to make uh, like a very big
3: difference. Yeah, well, going back to um the insanity defense,
2: mm-hmm.
3: looking at it seems like they have fairly similar rules to the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, any person who is at the time of like doing their crime uh considered insane more or less. Although they define that as a person with a pathological mental disorder, a profound consciousness disorder, debility, or any other serious mental abnormality, shall be deemed to act without guilt. However, they do have the same thing as the U.S., where if a person is, like, seen as not guilty because of insanity, they do have to go to a mental hospital for... A period of time over that period of time is not
1: specified.
0: Yeah, I know you kind of asked something interesting. So, comparative to U.S. and Germany, undercover operations. So oh. there's kind of small discrepancy with that. So, the German police they tend to under, uh, run their undercover operations only in kind of serious or weighty causes of organized crime u s routinely do it um bus prostitution rings or just you know drug dealers on different levels, small time big time so so I don't know their approach is that the German police may not pretend or kind of deceive to acquire evidence kind of, and so it's kind of like a case by case type of thing only in the heavy situations, so I thought that was pretty pretty interesting, kind of the the approach to things towards crime.
3: Okay, mm, cool, yeah. And the most interesting thing that I found, which I guess we already touched on, was plea bargaining and just the lack of that. But I guess my, like who do you guys think that the lack of plea bargaining helps in this situation? Like would it help the court, the state, the person? Who's being
2: accused?
3: I don't
1: know if it would help either because I feel like even if you plead guilty, like you can only plead non-guilty or guilty, and even if you do, you're still gonna have a whole um, trial, which is still really gonna punish. Yeah, so you're still gonna the court's still gonna have to go through that whole process, and the lawyers will still have to do that. So it's still gonna be more work. And like, if you were to plead guilty, um, here like, and you were to have like a plea, you wouldn't have to go through the whole trial process and like um, all the time-consuming work. Like the lawyers were gonna ha- would have to do mm-hmm. and the money you would have to pay. Okay. So I don't know who it would really. I feel like it's still you s- still have um, like. Um,
0: yeah yeah I get what you're saying, so yeah, there's definitely pros and cons for um, i don't know both you know the u s we view it as a sorry view it as like a a necessary evil, if you will um you know like you said, you, know, you save time, no trial or they go to trial um even if you take the plea bargain, it's just like your your innocence is still kind of guilty come can come back around and kind of bite you um so yeah, definitely pros and cons for both for both sides. So it was really hard to kind of choose. Maybe plea bargain works better for our system. Maybe it doesn't. So I mean, that's a whole other topic within itself.
2: So does Germany have more court cases or less cases with the plea bargain not working? I
1: I think that they have. Um I mean, considering they don't have as much like a high uh, crime like high crime, crime rate than we do, I believe that they don't have as much um, court cases, mm-hmm. um, and I guess like the pleading gu- like the plea bargains and whatever. I I guess it doesn't play a part as much just because since already is in a lot of um, cases, just the like, guilty pleas and whatnot aren't gonna make a difference.
0: For sure. Well, any closing, uh, closing thoughts, comments, or just kind of uh, lingering things after our discussion today? Other than that, I think uh, we're good to go. So that should conclude it. So everyone have a nice day.